True North Nerds, Brent with you. Um, this is a special little bonus episode we're throwing up. Uh, about a month ago, I guess now, I got to uh, go to Fan Expo and host a bunch of panels. Um, a lot of them were sketch duels, so they don't really make for good audio. But uh, this one uh, was pretty solid. Um, this is a panel I did with uh, Juanjo Guarnido. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. I got it right in the panel, as you will hear me cheer. Um, Wanho is the artist on a uh, book called Black Sad. It's a anapomorphic animal detective series of comics. It's uh, European-based, so we get translations over here. Um, they are just absolutely beautiful books. Um, I, they're not maybe for everybody, but uh, this panel kind of was. Um, I feel bad because we didn't get a huge turnout. It was uh, a very intimate panel with uh, the amount of guests that were there, or amount of uh, attendees who had come to it. Uh, but talking to uh, Wanho about uh, art and comics and stuff like that was just an absolute joy. Um, I really hope that uh, our paths cross again, especially now that uh, when I did the panel initially, I had only read uh, the first book in the, the series and was halfway through the second. There's currently three books. Now I'm completely caught up and dying for the next one, which we're probably not seeing for three years. <laughs> um, um, and hopefully Dark Horse will put out a translation for it. But if you're interested in um, comic book art, or if you're interested in a different view of comics, because European comics are very different in how they come out and uh, how they're produced and stuff like that than their American counterparts, uh, give this a listen, because it turned out pretty good. Um, the audio is a little wonky due to the monitors that were in the room and as well um there's a q and a section where you may or may not hear the person asking the question i tried my best to repeat the question so we have audio of it but sometimes it didn't work out so hopefully you'll be able to make out what it is but um yeah i just wanho is just amazing and uh he sketched in my book and i am so happy um yeah so uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. This is uh, my one-on-one -on -one chat with uh, Wanho Guarnido uh, from Fan Expo 2019. Well, if you guys don't mind, we'll get started. Sorry. And oh no, it's it's a very intimate audience. Yeah, that's today. Cool. So that is cool. If you have any questions or anything, please feel free to shoot up your hand. Or, or well, since there's so few of us, just kind of. If, we, if you want, just make it the conversation. Because um, 
my name is Brent Chittenden. I'm the host of a podcast called True North Nerds. I get lucky and get to host things like this a lot at this convention. And I am a new convert to the Church of Black Sad. Oh. Because I discovered the book literally this week when I got this panel, and I have completely fallen in love with it and not sure why I didn't know it beforehand. Well, so. now you're in the cult, so it's <laughs> too late for you. So I have been working on this a little bit in this, this evening, uh, or yesterday evening. Let's see if I can get it right on the first try. Juanjo. Juanito. Perfect. Boom. <laughs> and uh, I guess today we'll just we'll talk about art and how you got started, if you don't mind. Um, let's start with uh, how did you get into doing comics? Into, into drawing, actually, it, uh, as, for as long as I remember, I've been drawing my more ancient uh, recalls of my, my childhood. I'm already drawing. I am drawing already. I, I don't know. It, maybe I remember things when, of, when I was four years old and I'm already drawing I'm drawing my, my toys actually drawing my, my, my own toys I had uh, this uh, bunny like uh, the one you squeeze and it goes oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I remember I had drawings I, I would copy the, the character and I, was, as, uh, I remember being always fascinated by all the, the comics and Disney books and illustrated books and uh, so I started drawing, and, and uh, I didn't know how comics were done. So at some point, I started doing you know, just a plain paper, and 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 then folding them, and even well, like stapling them, comics. trying to staple them. Oh, yeah. And uh, when at, at some point, when I grew up, I don't know, maybe I was uh, 10, 10 years old, 11, 11 years old. I. I Understood that comics were done some other way than not one by one, mm. <laughs> exactly. So I started working on uh, whole pages, and and after that, I, s I started sending them to the to the publishers in Spain, who always said, "Oh, you're still too young. You you need to learn. You 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 are your gift. You have a gift. So keep uh, keep drawing. Draw a lot and." And someday, when you are grown up, you you'll be able to publish. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I kept doing that. Actually, my first not not exactly my first pu um, publication, but it was um, for. Uh, it's not the first thing I published, but when I was uh, around twenty years old, I uh, my first professional, let's say. Uh, publishing jobs where is illustration for Marvel, but not for not for Marvel, but for the Spanish publisher of, oh, of okay. Marvel. Uh, it was Planeta Planeta Agostini, and actually Pacheco Carlos Pacheco had sent uh, illustrations there at some like uh, one year prior prior to that, and he became like wow the, the Spanish guy who draws oh. Marvel comics. Oh, really? But he was he was. And actually, uh, Salvador La Roca and I came came right after, and uh, so the publisher would pay us like nothing, nothing peanuts, <laughs> peanuts for doing uh, alternate alternate covers and sometimes uh, centerfold 
post, uh, illustrations. So these were like reprint books of uh, American stuff, and then they added yes, yes, on yes, their it, own content. Yes, yes, but not not a lot. Maybe yeah. maybe sometimes one centerfold post, poster or uh, alternate cover. That that that's all. But we did a, we 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 actually did a lot of uh, of those. I did like twenty. I'm always fascinated by that sort of stuff because we hear about it like uh, Spain, Britain, Italy are. are prime examples of where Marvel was licensed out and reprinted yeah. and more of their own material was made. So did they do like backup stories and stuff too or was it just no, mainly it, just posters and No, covers? no, no, it was only illustrations like that. It was almost accidental. <laughs> what what were comics like for you growing up? Is it a lot of Marvel stuff or is it yeah. uh, European stuff as well? or Some European stuff, mostly the... Um, you know, cartoony, cartoony books uh, of traditional uh, European comics like like Asterix, Tintin, the Smurfs, uh, Spirou, and all those. Then in Spain, there was a, actually a different, a, a really different school of of drawing and different style of uh, of uh, like. Uh, uh, all comics for all public. It was mm. it was all humor, okay. and uh, oriented mostly for children and teenagers, but adults could read them too. And I grew up with all that with Disney Disney comics, of course, and uh, some Marvel. In the beginning, the the publishing was just horrible. It was black. <laughs> it was black and white. It was in books like this big, very, very thick. And actually, they had some guy. To, they had they reorganized every every page. Actually, every page had two panels. Two panels. Oh. They, they took every two panels and they would organize. If if uh, if the size wasn't right or didn't didn't fit, they would complete the drawing on the sides. I kid you not. Oh, <laughs> it wow. was like a, a, it was a nightmare. And, and I I had already the eye. I was maybe eight, ten years old. But I would say I, I would recognize. Well, the center of the <laughs> of the image is great, but at the end, on the on the side, it's like. Shitty! What is, what what, hap- <laughs> what happened here? What what's the logic to that? I didn't understand. And then I finally understood it much later. At some point, this same publisher started doing it right and publishing the the comics and then adding color because all these were black and white and adding color and, and well, at, by that time it was we were in the eighties, yeah. the early eighties and. I remember. I think it was the time that John Byrne started took over the X Men, or even before. Oh, okay. Yeah, the new the new X Men with Colossus and Wolverine yeah. and and that stuff. And and yeah, I, 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 by that time I was living the Marvel universe at, at almost at real time. So so it, it was great. Any but very very favorites? exciting. Yes, totally. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man is my, it's my drug. It's been my drug forever. <laughs> I, I loved it. And I love it. Even in the old, very very old, all these shitty books, shitty black and white books, uh, already they, they, I don't know, I think there were like uh, Romita Sr. and uh, 
and Gil Kane mm. work, and and I and I was I was amazed by it, like wow, this is the action, the the the, the drawings are so dynamic, and the the action is so the, the storytelling is great and. And the anatomy of, of the character so so accurate and so so expressive. So I was fascinated by it, and I was totally seduced by 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 Spider-Man character. The fact that he was a youngster that mm. nobody knew, but actually he's in going to college or, and or a senior at the high school and. He's trying to get a girlfriend, and girls don't like him. But at the end, he gets the like the best girls so some, somehow, <laughs> the the most the prettiest. And um, I, rem- I will always remember the the the, 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 the time when he develops an ulcer, uh, a stomach ulcer. Oh, okay. So he's sick all the time, and and he gets beaten by the bad guys because because he has this ulcer. It's terrible. It's like. A, Real life uh, issues uh, yeah, going into that superhero that life. That's fantastic. <laughs> so uh, now we get to see if my research panned out. So from the the Marvel reprints that you were working on, you ended up working after that for Disney itself, the company. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, a little later, by I was uh, in I was in college. I was in fine arts school in Granada, okay. my hometown. And uh, at, when I finished it, I was unemployed. And this, uh, this guy I knew, some some, some guy I knew, uh, was working in Madrid for for Disney. Actually, they had a studio who would uh, subcontract animation for for a France Disney studio. Okay. Yeah, for the French studio. And um, so I, he he talked to me. Some, somebody told me, hey, he's working in Madrid. Maybe they have a, a job for you. I don't know. So I talked to him, and then I went to Madrid. I visited the studio. I, and I said, okay, that, this could be a career for me. Why not? And, um, and uh, they had a training period of three months. For Actually, it was great because it was for free. They, it was financed by... Um, by the government, you know, the, the, the unemployment okay. office. So for youngsters, young artists who has, have no jobs, they can follow this training and, get, oh. and be professional. Oh, yeah, 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 that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, social side in, in Europe, European culture. And it was great. Uh, so I, and the, the greatest thing is that in that training, I met my scriptwriter, the Black Sand uh, scriptwriter. So um, when did you branch off from Disney back into comics again? Uh, in, oh, it was on the same time. I started working on, in this uh, Madrid studio. Okay. Uh, but not, not on the Disney productions, Okay. Uh, unfortunately. But it was useful because uh, somebody from that studio, um, three years later, uh, recommended me to the Paris studio. And I got a call from Paris Studio who wanted to hire me, and I, I decided to to go. And after when uh, when I was there, the, fir- the 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 first year, uh, so Huang, my scriptwriter, we we would keep in touch with all the the whole team because we 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 became friends forever, and um, and he would he would tell me he would insist about mm, doing a comic book. 
he is a, he's an artist, but he I I understood at some point that he was a he had an incredible potential for for writing, mm. and uh, and he had shown me short stories, black and white stories that he he had drawn with the character of, of Black Set already. Didn't look like mine. Mine looks better. He's better, look, he's better looking and more sexy for the ladies. And um, and that uh, and the second year I was working at, at Disney, I told him, listen, we could try and do a, and do a comic book together, but uh, I would really, really like to take over the character, Black Sad's character, because I, it's so great. Like it's like a fable and 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 a noir story at the mm. same time. I love that. I love the, I love the idea. I love the fact of drawing animals, humanized animals, and and uh, so he was okay. And and I think uh, neither of us. Re- regret that <laughs> that good decision yeah uh, was there any talk of changing it to humans at any point or was it no. like all from the get go no 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 be... no absolutely not it would have no particular interest it would be an, yeah. just another detective story but this one has his the particularity the, 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 the special the special thing it has the special um, original aspect of, of it is Absolutely, the, the the fact of mixing uh, uh, a very modern genre like uh, like uh, the, the detective story, the the hard boiled uh, noir style, with a very very ancient literary uh, genre like like the fables. Mm. Some of them are are probably come from. Mouth, you say mouth to mouth? No, mouth to ear. Uh, oral tradition. Oh, actually. yeah. From oral tradition, prob- probably very, 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 very ancient. So, um, out of curiosity, how long did it take you to get Black Sad's look right? Like, did you kind of get it first go? No, or? no. Even in the, I hate him in the first issue. Actually, yeah. The first album, the first book. It's he. he doesn't look right. <laughs> I, 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 I dare to go and, and make the book. Uh, I, I thought I had it right, but he evolved. He evolved in the third. By the third uh, book, by Red Soul, he he changed, and I think after that he has the, the the right face. But in the beginning, I didn't want him to look too much like a Disney cat. Yeah. And after all. I, I, I had to give up. Actually, Disney had the best interpretation of all animals. They, the, the, the style is so good. So at some point you think, yeah, I won't resist anymore. I, he's gonna look like a, a, a little more Disney than I, than I actually wanted, wanted him to. But well, then again, the character, the, it. Makes the character so much better. It, it really works, and as I said, I'm kind of new to the book, and I think what would have been my resistor was the the animal people aspect of mm-hmm. it. But it just works so well, especially with your art style. Is is there sort of do you know how to toe the line between uh, sort of the animated Disney and the hard boiled stuff? Like, is there like 
a point when you're drawing, you know, like, okay, I'm maybe getting too cute and I have to draw, I have to pull it back a little bit? Is, mm-hmm. there, is there sort of something in there that you recognize? It's, it's difficult because uh, precisely, uh, well, my, my script writer had a complaint about the first issue. Okay. And it's that Blacks sometimes uh, gets too cartoony. And, and he was totally right. Uh, not only for that reason, but we added the, the character of uh, Weekly, mm-hmm. which is a, actually a comic counterpoint to Black Set. Yeah. And it works this way. So Weekly can go wildly cartoony. Mm-hmm. And Black Set can be comic, can be a little caricatural at, at some point, at sometimes, but not, not cartoony. So that uh, the, the 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 line is is there. Um, what's your uh, work day like? Is it a, do you sort of keep nine to five hours? Or are you? I try. To... I try to, but I, I work late. I I don't work late in, in the night, mm. but I can't. I just can't stop working. I I have lunch very late because I just don't want to stop drawing. And so I ate, I, I eat usually like uh, the Spaniards do, <laughs> like at 3 p.m. And uh, and then for dinner it's the same thing. Usually at nine or even 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 10 p.m. I'm still excited by the by the stuff I'm working on, and and I just don't want to stop. Okay. So I can I can I can yeah I can I can get really. Yes, passionate about my about my work. And what's your work process like uh, with your writer? Is, is it does, is he handing you full scripts, or is it uh, kind of a little bit of give and take back and forth? What goes into before you really start drawing? Yeah, we have like a like you said a, like a ping pong uh, uh, exchange of uh, of ideas, N- not ideas. He ha- he gets first uh, um, like a, a first. Uh, pitch okay. of, the, of the whole plot. Uh, he develops it a little bit, and then he he shows it to me. I read it. We comment. We comment on that. Uh, after that, he goes into a s- uh, sequential version of the uh, of the script, but not with the dialogue. So in, more into details of the of the action and the and the plot, and uh, and then I. We we discuss it again. So so he's he's always open to to, to to listen to me and what I because at some point once it happened that he went like wild and and wrote the whole <laughs> the whole script with all the um, the dialogues and everything. And I read it and, and I didn't like it. And he's like a brother. So I told him I told him, buddy, I'm sorry, but. It, it's sad. I don't feel like drawing this and the oh. characters. I don't. Be, I, I'm not convinced by the by the story to the point of of taking pleasure in in in, in drawing it and in developing the characters. Like, that bad? I think. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <Is> it? <laughs> and uh, and actually, he rewrote the whole thing. He he removed several characters and. Added some others, uh, changed the, the the role of some of the of some of them that he kept. He would keep them, but with di- with slightly different different personalities and different uh, uh, functions in the in the story. 
different roles. And, uh, and, that, and that version was perfect. But like, wow, yeah. Actually, he presented, this time didn't, didn't write the whole thing and the whole dialogues. So he, at the, he decided to, to prefer to, to go into a, uh, in between, between version so so I could understand everything and valid and validate it before going further any further. So for kind of our audience here, um, how often do your books come out back home? Uh, mm. We uh, North American comic book readers are we're used to every month. There's thirty I pages, know. and it, it's a different sort of style. How yeah. what's the process like with Black Sad? Is it you? complete the book and then hand it in and then it's published or yeah but I have a tendency to disperse into other other projects I can go and go on an animation animation project of myself and get like lost in a kickstarter kickstarter uh, process and then go and do another series at some point. I did another book more for for children. What's a what's also a comic book? Three issues, but it took a lot of time. I'm not regular. Usually in Amer- in, in European market, uh, that the average is you make one book a year. Yeah, it's and it's what the public expects you to do. A series like Black Sad doesn't really need one book a year, but every two three years. It's okay. It's okay by the public because they know I'm really mm, involved and passionate about about the work, and I like to do a lot of add a lot of detail in my work and do it traditionally on water, with watercolors and and everything. So they understand it's a, a long process and it takes a lot of time. And it's it's uh, it's. Uh, uh, it's um, how do you say? They, they they get it and they they accept that they accept that it's not a book that can come out every year but uh, actually it's only my fault I've been so uh, it's been so easy for me to get distracted by, by mm-hmm. other things that I think I in a way I neglected my my own public and my publisher reminds it reminds me very often in my scriptwriters <laughs> my scriptwriters those too and they are totally right I but I can't help it I I don't know I, if I get hooked on something that that I think uh, always is I guess always um, I don't want to waste my time mm-hmm. it's, it's not that I'm ready to waste my time for nothing that, that pointless project that that's not going anywhere but it's happened but but in the beginning, I, 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 it's because I was optimistic, very optimistic, optimistic about it, and I, and I didn't think that it would be such a fiasco. And uh, like my my animation project, or or uh, well, the, the 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 comic book for kids is called Sorcellery. It's, it's a, like a little witch and three little witches. The story of three little witches. I mean, it's. It's fun. Every kid has read it. They, they, the kids love it. It didn't work that well, and the publisher didn't support it. Yeah. 
so it's being, an, in a way, it's being like a, yeah, failure. If you want, if you want, it's, it's, the project failed in to to some degree, maybe, but creatively when, fulfilling and audience yeah. loved it it just not a lot of audience saw no it it, it doesn't mean that you can uh, live out of it and yeah. that you can and that you are going to get royalties from it like uh, like like it's the case for for black Sabbath. so professionally it's a risk you take a risk and you think that it's going to work and then you you fail it happens so, um, what are the, the tools of your trade at this point? What are you using to, to draw and paint your books? Uh, traditional technique. Uh, black set pages, for instance, is always watercolor mm-hmm. and uh, and inking. I use this. Uh, I don't use black ink. I use sepia sepia ink because uh, I didn't want the. Um, the lines to be too like too important in the in the drawing. I wanted them to melt to some degree in the in the in the drawing, in the in the color and in the and and also not to be too too present uh, to the, I mean in the, in the in the color for the they could mm, oh let me rephrase that. I think the lines, if they are if they are thick, they are impo- they are too black. At some point, they can um, uh, they can break the, some lighting effects. Your light, your lighting, your consideration of, of lighting and mm. light and shadow in the in your, in your drawing. If at some point it happens, you see you see great professionals do a, a, like a. a um, a lighting study, a, 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 a panel or a page with incredible lighting effects, but in the middle of the light area, you have like black lines there, <laughs> like like messing it, messing it completely. And you, so, so okay, that's it. <laughs> Let's not go. Let's it's, not go for It's that. interesting. Uh, some of the panels that I'm drawn to in the book are like simple scenes. Like there's a scene in, uh, 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 I think it's a Silent Hell where there's two black sad sitting down at a table with another character, but I noticed all the shadow that you'd put in from the the tree leaves. Yeah, and it was like it. I looked at it. This is beautiful, but this must have taken forever. <laughs> Not actually. No, it's a sm- It's much simpler and than than it looks like. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. strange, but sometimes it, for all these uh, light, lighting effects, I I always do tests before and, and color sketches, and, and I experiment with the with the watercolor on, on, on separate papers. I, I never go to the to the, the to, to to the final page uh, like uh, right away because I, I I don't have an instinct for color. Okay. I have to study really the, the, the color palette and the, that, that I'm going to use. I do, I do kind of like that, in I, at least in the American versions of the book. We mm-hmm. do get to see a little bit of your process with that because they, yes, they do yes, show yes. you that. Mm-hmm. I, yes, they put some of this uh, prelim, preliminary stuff. Yeah, yeah that's it's good. pretty cool. Um, if you don't mind asking, the, the gentleman in the second row there brought you a pencil this morning? Yes. What, what was the deal with that? If you don't, is, is it a particular type of pencil 
that you it like? Depends. So, uh, I haven't tested it yet. It's uh, Glenn King, who is a master animator from from Disney. Uh, he uh, he left Disney like five or six years ago, and uh, worked on. A, he's always uh, worked with um, with a very rough style. His animation. His animation work is always very rough and uh, almost like charcoal. You see, his okay. original and, and it has this very uh, charcoal aspect. And um, and he did this. Uh, what's the name of the project? Do it, I think. It's a short. Anim- uh, it's a short animation. Okay. Uh, an animated short uh, about uh, one girl and one boy growing up, and she becomes a dancer, and he, I don't know what, and at some point you see them dancing, and um, it's beautiful. And and at some at, at CTN Expo, five years ago maybe, I saw him. I've worked with him at, at Disney at long, well, not long ago, 10, 10, 15 years ago. And... Um, I went to his panel and he was talking about this, these pencils because they, he just discovered them and he was crazy about about them and, and like telling wonderful stuff about them. And this is so he was he would say, this is there, there, there are calories on this on this pencil. They are so greasy. They are so there's fat in it it's because they were so smooth and so and so waxy. Yeah, I don't know. And actually, never never. Never got to find them till this uh, gentleman, <laughs> lucky for me, brought me one and and well, I just I, I did some lines with it and wow, it's yeah, I I, I see, I I get what Glenn was uh, enthusiastic about. I, I'm always curious about because I can't draw. I have a hard time with stick figures, so I'm a, I, but I love comic art especially, and I'm always. Mm-hmm curious like with tools and how people work and like I can sit and watch somebody like you or uh, some of my other artists just sit there and doodle all day long <laughs> and I, I got a couple of years ago I got lucky and I was interviewing Jeff Darrow and he was bored and just penciling on the placemat in front of his table uh-huh. and by the end of the weekend it was like this Godzilla scene that went <laughs> like from here to Incredible. here <laughs> Um, does anybody have any questions they would like to ask while we're here? When is the yeah. coming up? Oh. I just started. I got the I got the script. I completed the storyboard uh, like a couple of months ago, but I've been distracted with other things, like usually. Uh, but but if uh, if I'm lucky. Uh, by the end of next year, it would release in France, and then it's going to take at least one another year to 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 get to the American market. It's very slow. Does Dark Horse have the rights for that one? Uh, yes, I guess I guess so. They will the deal. Oh, the that's deal with, publishers I, I'm, and I'm stuff. Sure. I mean the. They they publish the all all the other mm. all the others. So and they're very uh, nice volumes. Too. Yeah, yeah, very very good job. Yeah. So sort of an answer, <laughs> as best as you're going to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I was wondering, like, the way that the characteristics of the animals are projected onto the, the characters. Mm-hmm. Which way around does that work? How, and also between the two of you, how, how does it work? Like, mm-hmm. between the artists and, because I, I think 
It is. It is, of course. It is. That's why it's uh, it's uh, precise in the in the script. It, it, each new character that's being introduced in the script has uh, the the animal, the name, and the animal that that he is. Um, sometimes, sometimes we discuss over it. At some point, Juan mm, don't know any more animals. He, does, he, does, he doesn't know anymore, so what now? And uh, so he's, he can look, he, lo he, look, he looks up for, for new and strange animals and sometimes ones that would be interesting and serve, of course, always that the, 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 the purpose is to serve the character. The, the, and um, sometimes it's it can be because, uh, because of the role that precise animal plays in the fables, but that it's uh, limit, limited to, to, I don't know, a couple of dozen animals maybe. And, uh, but then again, it's a, it's a pure f physical aspect of, of the animal. When you choose a, an elephant to play a role, well, it has to be really the animal, the, the, the good choice for that, for that role. Uh, not only the fables, but in the culture, by, by books, by the Bible and ancient, and ancient, uh, ancient uh, stories and legends. And, and stuff. We have um, a cultural uh, notion, a cultural information about, about the animals. We, I don't mean, it only... It only because of the Bible, we, everybody would have a, a like um, a negative vision of a snake because of the of the Bible stories. Uh, and then, well, the lions we know they are dangerous, but also they are, they have been using heraldic, you could say, like like in in the. Oh, I'm missing my words. But for instance, in Game of, Game of Thrones, you have actually two families that have a lion, like the, the symbol. Yeah, that's it. The symbol of, uh, of uh, nobility and, and stuff. The lion, lion, it's usually used like that in many representations, iconography, his, historically. Uh, so those, those have, like, I don't know, the animals that are usually pets, they are close to humans, so you... And, mm, you want generally to use them as the the characters that are going to be the good ones, and uh, I don't know reptiles or dangerous animals, or also as uh, the bad guys. Some of the times you want to use them, you want to uh, break that notion and have the irony and use the irony of using uh, an animal that is beloved, like a horse, for a, a, actually for a role in the story that is not very nice. And uh, we play with all that. What do you mean? Animal came first, character came second? I still don't understand the question. If you have a, if you, um, an animal that, I don't know, somebody was um, so interesting to you that you developed a character 
let me think. No, maybe for maybe for a miscellaneous characters that some on the back, some of the characters on the on the background because of the um, that's because of the physical aspect, the the, the physical attribute. Because uh, as I said, in, in they are all already uh, cast in the in, in the in the in the script, and so at. At some point, it, it happens also that mm, I, I, I told you we don't agree, or 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 we can discuss and change and change that. Um, we have the, the character of um, uh, Ted Lehman in, in the in Asylum Hell. Mm, Juan uh, told me yes, I thought uh, he he wrote. Uh, this character is uh, the reference is um, that's interesting too. Sometimes uh, it's an animal selected because he may remind you of someone, and then some oh, actor okay. actually. And and he said this character is he's like Orson Welles in in Touch of Evil. <laughs> so what, what's the name of the character? I don't remember. I used to know, but I forget all the names. I'm getting. I don't know. I don't know what what's with with my neurons. But um, so he says, yeah, the character has to be like this, like this aggressive guy, and, and you feel that he's dangerous and he's big and, 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 and large and always sweating. And, uh, and he could be, and he suggested, uh, uh, what was it, a seal, an obese seal or other. And I say, we are. If we, if you want a very large and fat character and sweating man, let's get a hippopotamus. A, a, a hippo. Sorry, a hippopotamus. And he say, "Oh, yeah, actually, actually, that would that would be good." And I say, "Yes, because uh, no, no, no. It was it, it was another thing." He said, ah, "An obese otter, otter." And I say, "That's a seal. <laughs> That's a seal. That would look like a seal." So, and actually, we have if we have a big. Great large fat character. Let's use a hippo, and uh, and it, he's one of my favorite characters in the whole in the whole series. Do you have a lot of uh, animal photo reference now? Yeah, saved up uh, on here? <laughs> absolutely. But since I was young, I always loved animals and drawing mm-hmm. animals and all the furry comics. I have always loved that and Disney Disney comics too. Uh, any animal. Anim- human anthropomorph- anthropomorphic animals yeah. stories um, in animation or or illustration comics has always fascinated me. That's what. Uh, that's why I'm kind of surprised it took me so long to come to this book because I'm a big fan of Brian Talbot's Grandville. Um, it's a, like a steampunky, uh, a steampunk uh, version of. Britain's been taken over by France, and the main character is a badger who's kind of a Sherlock Holmesian. Granville, yeah. Granville, you say that, that rings a bell. Brian Talbot is is one of my favorite. I have guys. to I have to check that out. Yeah. Sorry, sidebar. <laughs> uh, any other questions from the audience? What about you in the second row there? Did you always? How did you decide to do watercolor? Did you always say, I'm going to do a traditional watercolor, or did you sort of figure it out, okay, I guess I'm going to do watercolor? And then do you regret now? <laughs> Later, now you have to always do watercolor that is a painter, you love doing it. 
Watercolor is a pain in the ass, and it's love my life. Also, it's a, it's a, you, I think all watercolorists, maybe not all of them, but most of them have a ambiguous, uh, ambivalent relationship with uh, with watercolor because it's very difficult. It's a constant fight, and on the same times, it's so suggestive. It's so beautiful, and and I don't know when. Uh, actually, I. If I, if I am honest, I selected, I, I decided to do in watercolors because I didn't know any other technique. I, I, I didn't feel uh, capable of using another, any other technique. I had tried, I, I, I knew I, would, I wouldn't go for oil colors. Acrylics never, I'm never very happy working with acrylics. Gouache, it's great, but it's also problematic uh, in some aspects. It's being used wide, widely on illustration and comics too, but I don't know. I, I used to experiment m- many difficulties with, uh, with wash. So it was, uh, it was uh, watercolor because I never got introduced to like uh, 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 liquid watercolor, Liquitex, uh, Colorex, all the modern uh, inks, uh, synthetic inks, and, and all that stuff. I, I, I never used them. At some point, I, I tried to use... Uh, somebody would lend me a, a set of uh, synthetic inks, I think it was. And I said, oh, this is... And I had an illustration to this. I said, I'm going to try with this, uh, thinking that they would just work dandy like uh, like uh, watercolors and it was totally different and I say and I was lost and 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 I panicked I freaked out immediately like what is this why why it doesn't respond like like it should and uh, since then I, I I didn't even try again so it's, it's silly and uh, and my watercolors from college were not so bad I I've, I felt fairly com- comfortable with, with the watercolor, so I, I said, let's do it. But no, not many professionals would recommend you to use watercolors. It's not practical. It's not, a, it's not the best decision. But then you get hooked on watercolors because, because they are so beautiful. But did you ever consider doing black and white or ink wash? Because I know like Jordi Bernay, he won't, for torpedoes, mm-hmm. black and white because it's film noir and he wants to maintain that image. In, in fact, the... Yet I considered doing 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 it on wash uh, uh, in the beginning because same reason because black and white it seems like the natural environment for uh, detective stories but I really wanted to do color I really wanted to to apply precisely to use and implement a, a limited palette uh, something that that what that would be grayish most of the time and then. Going through with the with the series, I didn't want to repeat the same same palettes and same color palettes, and and I found myself searching uh, researching for for different um, uh, color effects and lighting effects and and uh, combinations of color that using using the contrast between. Cold and warm colors to to create not not only to to create uh, harmonic uh, palettes uh, uh, but also to to create uh, depth and lighting effects and uh, and that's why. 
Okay, we got time for one more if anybody's got one more. Sure, go ahead. Uh, during your time in Disney, mm -hmm. I believe you worked in Hercules and Tarzan, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know what was the setup like? Like, um, who gives you instruction on what to draw? And did you have some level of freedom uh, to give your own input to the character design? No, not on the character design because, um, well, when th those movies, I worked as a character animator, but I wasn't what they call the, the, the supervising animator. Supervising animator is the main animator f of each character, and usually the design of the character is created by the, by the supervisor, and the supervisor tries to make... Um, how do you say? Um, homogenize, um, homogenic. Yes, yeah, so harmonize, harmonize the styles of every because each guy from, from his team is gonna work with the, his own instinct. But the the animation of the character has to be harmonized, has to be harmonic, and, and you can't, you are not supposed to tell from one scene to another. Hey, that scene was animated by this guy, and this other one, you can see that it's not animated, but by the same one. So. So it has to be um, homogeneous, no, harmonic. And uh, so you receive your, anime, your scenes, they are given to you by the production assistant, the production organization, and uh, you get them, you discuss them with the supervisor, you, you do several versions of your animation. At, at that point, you, you follow the, um, the acting broad lines that come from the storyboard. And then you suggest some the acting that you that you like to do for the for the character and then and, and submit your work every almost every day to the supervisor to, to for him to, to to validate your choices or, or not. You can be creative on that side like saying, well I want this character, I don't know, for instance, Hades. I made different animation of, of of Hades for the for the movie and my longest scene he was talking and 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 creating like little toys and stuff from the out of thin okay. air. It's been a long time since I've seen that. One. Yeah, <laughs> and that, and that he's talking and he's trying to to talk Megara into into working with him to get mm. Hercules to 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 trick him and to trap him. And uh, so all the all the, 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 the acting, the position, even the, even, the, even the way of working, he's working around her. And, uh, and uh, several animators at, the, at that point would, um, colleagues, I was a, I was a junior animator at, at, at that moment. So, uh, so I wanted advice from the, from the seniors and but everyone had a different opinion. Yes, Hades should should uh, move like this and be and uh, should be very like annoying. And uh, and uh, other another one telling no, he should uh, do this and the different different actions, different ways to move, not only to to talk and to gesticulate. And then came Glenn precisely again. Glenn King. And he told me he just he should just walk naturally from one post to another. He's here, and then he's here. He's talking to her from this side. He can 
bend over and, and, and talk like this, but I think it should be natural. And actually, it was a, the, the, the best decision to do like a natural walking around the, around the female character. And I had so much fun animating that scene. And, you know, every, every gesture, the, you follow the voice of the actor also. Oh, and that we were out for a treat. We had James Wood's it's... voice, and it was incredible. And, uh, and so all the punctuation, the accents, the, the, the acting of the voice guides you to follow the, to, 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 to create the, 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 the actual physical acting. And oh. it, uh, it's, uh, it's long, time-consuming, painstaking, and, uh, because animation is it's, it's really a very long process, and you have to draw a lot and throw away a lot of drawings. And, uh, but at the end, it's very satisfying. All right. I, I wish we had more time, because this has been educational and a lot of fun for a guy who can't draw worth crap <laughs> so thank you very much thank for you. coming out and if you guys would give uh, one whole a nice round of applause oh, come on <laughs> come on we are this is family <laughs> only for applause <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day guys yes enjoy the show set your phasers to sexy You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.